0: Broadway proudly presents Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Here's Rapping on Racing.
1: Oh, say, can you see? So proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming Whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fire.
2: Right, listeners, we're going to welcome Dave Oliveri, our co-host. Dave, good evening. How are you?
3: I'm doing well, Don. It's, it's now April, and for our listeners, that means some really good news. And for those have been uh, kind of like the groundhog in hibernation all winter, maybe you can tell them.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, the thing about the weather is funny. I mean, if you don't like it, don't worry. It's going to change the next day.
3: It does here. It's like Jekyll and Hyde here in, you know, western Pennsylvania. I know this past week, and you know, I woke up Monday morning, it was like 14 degrees, and, you know, Thursday night, during the day, it was 73, so and I know that cost Lernerville their opening night, but uh, it's just been, I mean, you've made the right decision to live in
4: North Carolina, because at least it's a steady ebb and flow of what the weather is like down there.
2: Yes, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Hey, let's talk about the show. Our guests tonight include Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Billy Rebar, he's got some big news, Jennerstown Charger Driver Ken Burkholder, Sprint Car Driver Vivian J. Jones, drag racing reporter tom lang the voice of pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway tyler harris and mike bort the driver of pro stock 26
3: we have a nice interview with the driver uh, of the charger Divi- in the charger division Evan nybert and Mike isekowski has a special introduction for dave dragovich the winner of the 2020 living legends award in daytona beach florida
2: we're going to be a little more specific about Dave's uh, award, but just some general uh, comments. You and I—I I know everybody's getting fired up for the season to start—and I say it's a, it's a safe statement that maybe by the end of April, most, if not all, the tracks will be open.
3: Yeah, we've seen some pictures, you know, on Facebook. Now, Central PA it, traditionally starts early, and they've had some, you know. Good races out at Williams Grove and Port Royal. I know uh, Max Blair, you know, he, he's not on the tour this year with UMLS, but uh, you know, with him being off, gives an opportunity for some of the other drivers to, to step up. And Rick Eckert and, and Greg Satterley picked up some wins. And local driver Colton Flinter has been going out to Port Royal for the past two or three years, much like A.J. Flick. And he has just been on fire out there. He's been two for two to
2: I am so proud of him, and I'd like you to try and get an interview if his feet hit the ground long enough for you to talk to him. That would be great.
3: It's great to go out because you know, I had a chance to go out to the Shenango Mall show a few weeks ago and see some of the cars and different colors and see familiar faces. And one thing that I'm going to mention, and I want you to interject, people always say, Hey, Dave, it's good to see you. How can I be on Rapping on Racing? And so, for the 999 time, Don, tell people how you can be on Rapping on Racing.
2: Real simple. Just go to on racing at gmail.com and tell me who you are and send me your contact information. It's really simple. It's also on the Facebook page where you can click on there and do it. So, uh, if they're serious, they'll get in touch with us. You know, I've got a funny story I want to. You got an outstanding interview with uh, Vivian Jones. Well, the name sounded familiar because I remember when I first started going to Lernerville, there was a pit steward there named Hap Jones. And uh, he's Vivian's uh, great-grandfather. And I talked, talked to Willing, and he said she was named after Hap, whose real name was Vivian. So I guess Hap was a little more appropriate than Vivian for a pit steward.
3: I guess that's almost like, what's the Johnny Cash song, My Name is Sue?
2: Yeah, yeah. But this (laughs) Hap, he was no nonsense. I mean, he ruled with an iron hand.
3: Russ Moyer Media Award 2020, Dave Dragovich. Some of the previous winners included Larry McReynolds, Ernie Saxton, Claire B. Lang, Ken Squire, Dick Bergeron, Mike Joy, and Dave Moody.
2: That's some pretty significant people. And I know Dave, and you'll hear it in his uh, interview, was very proud, and justifiably so, because Dave's done it all. He's a writer, he was, uh, you know, did a lot of radio shows, he drove cars, I mean, he's just quite a guy, and he's one of our uh, regular listeners, and he's down in uh, New Smyrna Beach, Florida, so he actually bought his house, because he could hear cars running when he was in his backyard, he just said, unfortunately, when he's working in the yard, as soon as he hears the cars, he drops the rake and the shovel, and off
3: he goes. And you know, we talk about, you look at that list that we just mentioned, and That's a who's who of motorsports reporters, and I often remember the story that you told me, Don, about Larry McReynolds when he first started got started into. We know he was a crew chief, but when he started in broadcasting.
2: He approached uh, Dick Curry and said, I, we were doing a show from the STP building in the in Daytona Beach, right in the infield. And he said, I'd like to do an interview because I'm not going to be a crew chief forever. And I'd like to get into broadcasting. And Dick interviewed him, and the rest is history.
3: You the know, irony of that is, Larry opened the door the door to so many crew chiefs, you know, you have Chad in there, uh, just so many people that go to the next level, and you can't do that forever, and to be able to, like, in Dave's case, the local guy being recognized with these guys on a national circuit, that's some great accomplishment, bestowed upon Dave.
2: Unfortunately, in the last month, several former drivers from western Pennsylvania passed away. Chassis builder and late model driver Gary Martz, sprint car drivers John Stickley and Francis Sesco, and pro-stock driver Bobby Heim. Bobby was a very good friend, was involved uh, with Lowry's Run Automotive. Uh, He actually uh, let me drive his car early on, and then they converted it and made it my senior series car. He was always there, towed the car to the track on many occasions. And his dad, Bob, just very, very nice people. And it was really sad to see him pass.
3: It was. I had an opportunity, you know, to go to the funeral home to pay my respects. And, you know, I had a chance to talk to Bob and, and his, his wife. And it's just not that, you know, he put such a valiant effort in You know, all of us knew, you know, he was battling cancer. And, you know, unfortunately, he lost the battle. But, you know, all of us will remember, the, you know, what Bob meant to the sport and went to so many of us.
2: We also just recently lost another member who was real involved when I was teamed up with Ronnie Hazley with Gamble Hazley race team, and that was Bob Yerkins. Bob was 82 years old and passed away a couple of days ago. It's just, it's very unfortunate that we're losing all these people, and a lot of them were my friends, and I guess I should be happy that I'm still here, but uh, I don't like it when I get all the sad news.
3: It just seems like since the beginning of the year, it's when when we talk and you and I talk, you know, several times each week, and uh, it's just we always unfortunately start out. Have you heard? And hopefully, we're not going to hear that too too many more times throughout the year.
2: Yeah. Well, Dave, uh, any closing thoughts?
3: Yeah, just one. I I think it's been kind of neat. I've been following some post on Facebook and some readings and with the craziness with gas out there I've seen a lot of these drivers that have the toter home in the big double stacker trailer they are now either looking or have going to the races in a dually towing an open trailer I think we're going back to old times, Don.
2: Basic economics. Well, Dave, I thank you. I look forward to you getting out and about and getting us some more interviews. I really love the Vivian Jones interview, and you have a couple others in the can, and we will be sharing them with the listeners in the next couple shows.
4: Well, again, I I always look forward to the
3: beginning of a, a racing season, much like the drivers. We look forward to the season ahead. And again, a lot of things we have planned for 2022.
2: Thank you. Have a nice evening.
3: You do the same as well, Don.
5: This is the banker Bob thought for April 4th, 2022. Sometimes the peanut butter of life just gets stuck to the roof of your mouth.
6: This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go online to
7: aarn.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal... Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988.
5: Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rappin'
7: on Racing. Listeners
2: joining us now is Billy Rebar from Jennerstown Speedway. Bill, good evening. How are you?
8: Doing well, Don. Thanks for having
2: me. You know, you always think outside the box. And every time I feel there can't be anything new that he could come up with, you prove me wrong. And I'd like to talk about the driver's registration tailgate event.
8: So, Don, uh, you know, we're approaching the season pretty rapidly here. We're just a couple of short weeks away. And we have tons of new drivers, and I know tons is a big word, but literally we probably have 12 to 14 new drivers that need to get registered. Some drivers need to get their pit stalls. Uh, we have guys hoping to get their transponders, which have just shipped, so I should have by this weekend. And what we're going to do this coming weekend, uh, we're breaking the news here on Rapid on Racing, Saturday, April 9th, from 6 to 8 p.m. at Tell Gates in Somerset, uh, Tell Gates, which is... Right there, off the main road, leaving between Somerset and Jennerstown, one of the great restaurants in the area that support the Speedway. They're actually the official sponsor of the tailgate zone on the backstretch. We're going to do hold a driver registration event from six to eight o'clock. Uh, we'll have track officials present. We'll have the driver information forms. We'll be able to take pit stall money. We're actually going to have computers there that we can actually help the drivers do their NASCAR drivers registration, or they could fill out the paper form. Uh, The online forms it's a little bit easier and quicker, so we'll have computers set up to help them do that and take care of that just general paperwork. So hopefully that's something we can get out of the way, make our statistician uh, Vernon Yoder and Chad Reiner go make their jobs just a little easier moving into the season. Plus, it's a great way to kind of get out, support a good sponsor, and uh, get together and be us a little and get everybody together right before the season starts.
2: Can you imagine how much time that will save on opening night?
8: Yeah, it's going to be a really great way to sort things out and organize. And, you know, when you have something at the Speedway uh, and there's nothing else going on in the background, you know, not everybody's going to be able to come out for that. So we figured tailgates was a great place that will give them a little bit of patronage and uh, our guys can hang out for a while as well.
2: Well, and if they want to bring a crew member or, or a spouse, I mean, obviously they can get something to eat, you can get the business taken care of, and everybody
8: wins. Exactly. Win-win for everybody.
2: Now, tires is an issue, and you have a pretty unique way you're going to handle that, to be fair to your drivers.
8: Yeah, Don, it's no secret across the racing uh, industry, it doesn't matter if you're Team Red or Team Purple, that there is a, a tire shortage. And it's when we say it's a tire shortage, it stems from the supply chain shortage tire fabric uh carbon black all the ingredients that's used in tires are used in many other things throughout the world and racing tires sometimes aren't at the forefront if you go buy tires for your regular vehicle there's a tire shortage so there's nobody hiding anything there's no secrets in this uh american racer and McCreary have actually been the only company to actually go on record and say hey we're trying to work through this they're not lying to their customers They're not taking on new customers. So they're doing everything they can to make this work for race teams. And we're working in conjunction with them to do what we feel is the fairest possible to all our drivers, to the drivers that have been veterans, the drivers that have been there forever, as well as the new drivers that are just coming out. We don't want anyone to get the short end of the stick. So what we're going to do this year, rather than holding our preseason tire sales, and this is breaking news on wrapping on Race and has not been discussed in public anywhere else coming live on the show here tonight, is instead of doing the preseason tire sales, and yes, that does take away some work from the track officials and gives guys a chance to to work ahead and set things up, but what we're going to do this year, no preseason tire sales, Tires will be available on the practice days, So April 23rd and April 30th, tires will be available for purchase. However, the car must be present in order to purchase tires for the 2022 race season. Now, there's twofold things there. Most people, excluding the late models, do not practice on use, uh, new tires, Don. Most teams aren't going to go out and just buy four tires. So there's no, really no reason why a car can't make it to practice on another set of tires, practice on them, and then purchase their race tires that day. They have two, three weeks, one week, two weeks, whatever it is, to get them mounted. We will mount them that day on practice if they need it, if they want to scuff them in. But the car has to be present. You know, we were talking off-air, Don. years ago when you did the number registration, you had first dibs if you had it the year before, but you'd have guys register numbers for years and years and years that never ran a single race. And that's not fair to everybody else. And we feel the same way with these tires. We're not gonna have a pre-season tire sale and have somebody that literally has no motor, no transmission, no rear end in their car come out and buy tires, and they don't plan on racing to August. So we're gonna collectively, the Speedway, the drivers, the tire company work together to alleviate the tension and the pressure of this tire shortage in providing that only the cars present on practice days can purchase tires. If they don't get to make one of those practice days, we're going to open early on opening night, Saturday, May 7th, and we'll have tires available that day as well. But that assures that the cars that are not so much ready to race, but that are ready to participate, we can say they get tires first and then hopefully avoid that bottleneck, creating not so much a surplus, but a little bit of a pool of tires that will continue throughout the year and can be replenished more easily.
2: That is the most fair way to handle that. Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Billy Rebar from Jennerstown Speedway. I understand Flow Racing confirmed something we talked about on a previous show.
8: Yeah, so this past Friday, we were able to uh, officially get the announcement made from Flow Sports itself. Really excited about our live streaming process. Uh, Jared and Louisa Adams have been absolutely amazing, spending a ton of time in conjunction with Nate Rigaudi, our announcer getting uh, new equipment purchased and getting things talking together. We actually are going to have a representative from Flow coming to the Speedway on the 23rd, which is kind of exciting. So we might do some live streaming just on practice day to make sure everything works together. Uh, We had a post put out there looking for possible folks willing to help with internships for colleges. And so we had a great response of some really qualified individuals that want to be a part of this broadcast. And even just a general post we put on, we're now hiring. You know, a lot of drivers have teenage children that they go to the races every week, and some of the kids are really involved, and other kids really don't care. Well, guess what? They're applying for jobs to make a couple extra bucks while mom and dad's racing. So uh, we're now in that hiring process. They can reach out to myself or Leanne Henry. We're we're looking to hire for our food concession staff. But, you know, the flow racing deal and putting that out there as a broadcast is a really, really big deal. It takes – Jennerstown Speedway basically takes it worldwide – and puts it directly in front of them. And, you know, you always get that that older promoter or that older person say, well, why would you want to do that? That puts fans that aren't going to be in a stand. Don, you and I both know technology is key. It's a really big thing. But everybody that could possibly be at the races are going to want to be at the races. So there's nobody going to sit at home and watch the race on flow if they could be at the races.
2: Exactly. Plus, how many people you can reach that aren't anywhere close to Jennerstown that'll find out what's going on and they're going to say, hey, I need to get down there.
8: Exactly. The more eyeballs we put on the place, in turn, will equal more people in the fans, especially for those bigger events, On
2: Now, if somebody wants to sign on, what's the procedure and what's the cost?
8: So Flow actually offers a yearly subscription. It's $150 plus tax. So it's $159 for the entire season. And I assure you, if you buy a flow membership, there is something to watch on racing every night of the year. And there'll be some nights where there's four things you want to watch, so then you can spread them out the other parts of the week. It's dirt, it's asphalt, it's tractor pull, and it's racing, it's wrestling. There's so much stuff on flow sports. We're really excited to be a part of that.
2: I have flow, and I love it. And the quality of the broadcasts are outstanding.
8: It's excellent, Don. It really is.
2: Any uh, closing thoughts, anything uh, that we haven't covered?
8: No, Don, as we uh, inch closer and closer here to the the 2022 race season, we just keep plugging away, and great things are happening.
2: I want to thank you. You have a nice evening.
8: Thanks, Don. This
6: portion of Wrapping on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
9: No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, the host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing.
8: Hi, this is NASCAR driver Josh Berry, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing.
2: Okay, fans, joining us now is Ken Burkholder. Ken, good evening. How are you?
8: good, Don.
4: How are you?
2: Good. And I want to start off by thanking you because we record our interviews in really some unusual places, and you agreed to do this one tonight. And I'd like to tell people, let's start with you're an over-the-road trucker where you were today and where you are while we're recording.
4: Uh, I was in Connecticut this morning, and I'm on my way to Ohio, and I'm parked right now in Scranton, PA, so so we can do this interview, and I don't lose service somewhere along the line.
2: I saw a picture of that truck you're driving. It is beautiful. What kind is it?
4: It's a 2016 Kenworth. W900.
2: Looks like it just rolled off the showroom floor and we should also mention your grandfather uh, very uh, famous driver in his day Bob Arsenberger and you're running the number 26 and I guess that was uh, that was a no brainer I know your brother's 27 uh, looking forward to you getting started up at Jennerstown this year. How do you feel about the, now the track's uh, NASCAR sanctioned? I'm
4: excited about it being NASCAR NASCAR sanctioned. I uh, it, both tracks were NASCAR sanctioned when I was growing up. Later, drove in Jennerstown, sitting back, or when I was little, watching the races. And it's neat that it's going to be that way again. I'm, I'm excited to be part of it.
2: Billy Rebar and his staff have worked so hard at so many things, and this is just one more accomplishment that they've made, and it's going to be very good for the people that are involved. Now, as as far as I know, you started out in the go-karts in 99. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Then you did some racing at Roaring Knob, and I... I was down there one time when Grandpa was uh, part of the ownership team there and I saw you and your brother racing, but then you had to take some time off. I understand that uh, you weren't feeling good. You were kind of having some uh, health problems. What was it?
4: Um, actually, it was before my brother started. Um, I had mono when I was in high school and I couldn't get cleared to begin the season to, to race and then so I had to I had to miss I think the first month and a half of the race season before I got to before he cleared me to go out there and bounce around in a dirt car.
2: Now you mentioned high, high school, and I understand as soon as you got out of high school, you started uh, driving for Grandpa. Uh, did you start in the big rigs?
4: Yeah, I started. Um, I wasn't on the on a road quite yet. I was working out of a strip job. And coal out of a pit and taking it up and dumping it um, on a stock pad and I started the Monday after the last day of high school on Friday
2: and how what, what would you have been about 18
4: yeah yeah I was 18 and then I started on on the road at 19
2: you know, that's so impressive I have a lot of uh, friends uh, uh, Jim Zufall, the former announcer at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania motor Speedway uh, drives uh, a uh, big rig. And, um, you know, I think I'm pretty good in my little pickup truck, but I don't think I'm man enough to drive one of them big things. So I salute you for that. And I also, again, want to thank you for taking the time to do this interview. Now, prior to racing, did you do anything at the track? I I think your brother worked the the fuel pump or something down there. Did you do anything down there early on? Uh,
4: When I was I started racing cars when I was 14 at Roaring Knobs. So when I was 13, that whole year prior, I uh, ran a tow truck with my dad. He drove, I hooked up cars and then run the track in before the races started or if after a rain or I got to uh I got to work for the whole year doing that.
2: Everybody usually starts out, maybe it's packing the track or, you know, like you said, uh, running a wrecker, push truck, whatever. It kind of gets you acclimated into the sport. Uh, what do you like best about racing?
4: The best thing I like about racing is the people. It's um, I've met great people along the way. I've got to be friends with great people that I never would have got to meet because of racing and it's the family time on top of that. It's our, uh, our race team's a family race team deal. That's how it's been since the day I started. We all do it together and it's been uh, I wouldn't trade it.
2: You think about your racing family, you probably spend more time with them than any, anybody else, whether it be people at work or uh, school or whatever. It's, uh, they're the greatest people in the world. Have you ever thought if you couldn't do racing, what would you do?
4: I don't know. Sit around and twiddle my fingers, I guess. <laughs> I go uh, into Motor Drum in Jennerstown when I was three months old, and this is everything that I've done every summer since, even when I'm not racing. and I haven't raced in the last eight years, I guess, because of work mainly. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know anything else to do. This is all I've ever done.
2: Well, it's kind of good to have you back uh do you have now where you live, and I know years ago my father had a, a cabin up in Mill Run. It probably gets pretty cold up there in the winter. Do you do hunting and fishing and stuff like that? Do you have any hobbies?
4: yeah we I hunt um, archery and with a rifle with my brother and or my youngest brother and then hide from the snow. <laughs> Try to at least,
2: <laughs> you know, I generally ask the drivers how you picked your number, but twenty six was Grandpap's number, so that was a a no brainer Now, how did you determine between you and your brother who was going to be twenty six and who was going to be twenty seven Did you have seniority?
4: I guess I beat him to the punch because I started racing first, so yeah. he he started a year after I did, so I already had that number,
2: yeah. Um, before we get into your sponsors, do you have a favorite uh, moment in all of your racing? A special moment?
4: Um, yeah, my my first win on dirt had to be uh, has to be my favorite moment. It took five years of racing cars. Like I said, I didn't run a full season for a couple of them, but before I finally broke in and got my first win, and uh, that was. That was a big weight lifted off my shoulders after I pulled that off. Right.
2: Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Ken Burkholder. How about uh, most embarrassing, something you'd like to forget about?
4: Well, unfortunately, I've done it twice, but I've spun out leading a, ra- leading a race at Roaring Knob twice now. Yeah, I'd rather not do that again. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's embarrassing, but it happens, and I did it twice, and the same exact spot, doing the same thing. So,
2: I think everyone. I guess I didn't
4: learn the first time.
2: <laughs> I think everyone's done that. I, I was leading a 50 lap at Learnerville many years ago on lap 49. I didn't spin out, but I bobbled just enough to let my buddy Bud Conkle beat me, and he he never let me forget that. That was that was terrible. <laughs> um, how about uh, we take a minute and thank some of the people that helped pay the bills? Who, who are some of your sponsors?
4: Uh, obviously, Orsonberger Trucking. My grandpa, that's that's how this all got started with the racing with him and appreciate his help. I got Brooks's camper sales this year from Cornersville, Bigum's Auto from Normalville, May's Kitchens from Mill Run PA, John Morocco with Morocco Weldings, been a huge supporter of our race team for a long time. I appreciate him. Penn Summit Insurance. Charlotte and her gang do. Amazing job, and she's helped us for a long, long time. I really appreciate her coming back. Miller Electric and Mill Run PA, and May's Custom Meats and Mill Run PA with Mountain View Acres. Uh, without those people, and that I, I just couldn't do it without them. It's, I really appreciate it, and most of those sponsors are. Uh, they're based right in Mill Run, right in our hometown, and they're people that I've known forever. They want to join in, help out with the race team, and that, that means a lot. It's really special to have them.
2: It's a pretty nice group of sponsors, and I many, many years ago, geez, I can't remember, had to be 25 years ago, my dad had a place up there. It's a beautiful little town and the uh, people are nice they're kind of country folks but they're really nice people and i always enjoyed going up there how about the pit crew let's talk about who helps you on the car
4: the main guy or the main crew chief i guess it would be my dad he's always been he's always been the main one in charge of helping us out and doing things and then both my brothers kyle obviously owns the car it's his car that i'm going to run this year and um colby is those sponsorship names that's that's who sells them sponsorships as colby's been out and he works hard at that he spots for us he he does a great job with uh running the media or running the social media and working on the cars and he, he's a huge help my cousin austin does uh he's there every night whatever you need him to do he helps out all you have to do is ask and he'll do whatever He's there every Saturday night. Uh, I have a buddy that lives in New Jersey, Sean Shockey. and he can't help us. He worked on my PAPS race team, and he can't be there every Saturday night, obviously, living in New Jersey. But he watches, keeps up with it. We talk about what went on every probably Monday night. I talk to him on the phone, what went on at the races, and he's been a huge help.
2: Sounds Just like a pretty, things over. Sounds like a pretty nice situation, and I always say the time that you spend with your dad and your brothers—that's quality time—and you can't do that if if you're baseball, basketball, football. I mean, you can you have a team, but the family part of racing, like you said at the beginning of the interview, that's the very best part of all. Well, we're coming up on a break. Do you have any closing thoughts? Anything you'd like to add?
4: I just want to thank uh, the Audi family, Barry and Linda, Brian, and because back to driving one of Bill's cars again that I'm really excited about, and he meant a lot. He was a lot of help, and that family has been a humongous help. And uh, I mean, the whole family just—they're just great people, and I just want to thank them.
2: Anytime you're connected with the Audis, that's priceless in more ways than we could ever explain. And uh, was a friend of Bill's for years, and I treasured our friendship. Well, we're talking to Ken Burkholder. He's coming back. He's going to do some serious racing at Jenner's time. Ken, I want to thank you for being with
4: us. Thank you, Don.
7: Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the Greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together, they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988. Every day when they open the doors at
6: Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown
9: Speedway Complex. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
8: Listeners,
3: joining us is Vivian Jones. Vivian's a 20-year-old, we're going to say sprint car driver now. And Vivian, I've had the opportunity throughout the years to watch your career progress. You know, you started out in the junior sprints. We'll say that seemed like maybe six or seven years ago. It seems like it was a a while ago. Then you got to compete with your family, and we'll call it the, the micro dwarf cars, micro sprints, dwarf cars or whatever, wide lays where you had the most amount of success and I had a, a lot of chances to watch you race against your brother and I mean that was some really good head-to-head competition there and then you also had an opportunity to race with your dad and you still do but um, let's just take you for your progression. Like I said, you know, like you said you know, you're 20 and obviously the first question everybody's going to ask is, you know, okay you know, you're a girl and we don't have too many girls and racing, and I know a lot of the young girls were here at the, the Shenango Mall show, and they're coming up, and they, they, they identify with you. And I'm sure that makes you feel good because you, were at one point in time, on that end of it. And um, so let's just, you know, tell the listeners, you know, your your progression. Uh, maybe not so much for the for the junior sprints, but you know, when you were in, you know, the mod lights, you had a lot of success. Made some, I think, even made some trips to Florida.
10: Yeah, we made a lot of trips to Florida every year. We went down for speed weeks. We went down to North Carolina, Tennessee, Canada, um, a lot of Ohio races. Uh, yeah, we pretty much raced everywhere that uh, the Mod Light Star Series would travel. We we were pretty much there.
3: You know, when you mentioned that Star Series, when you, I guess anytime you get into a series outside of maybe your local, I think sometimes people will think of like the Lucas Oil Late Model Series, the World of Outlaw uh, Late Model Series, the the Sprint Cars the level of competition steps up and Again, you know, we're more familiar with the bigger cars here in Western Pennsylvania and, and you know, you know, Eastern Ohio. But then when you get into the small cars and some of the you know the tracks, and we don't really think there's that many out there. But it's a big part because generally that's where you guys start out your career, and then you get into something that's at 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 some point in time a little bit bigger.
10: Yeah, the mod lights is it's very uh, very competitive class the this area for believe it or not is very very competitive a lot of the racers that do go down south and race um in florida for the nationals those are usually the ones that win are from around here so um the competition is definitely very stellar um the series is still going strong um i do miss those days i have lots of good memories from them and um yeah, it is a big part of my life.
3: I think what people really don't understand is just how, when you look at them because they're small in stature, by compared to a, a big block modified or maybe a rush modified, you don't realize how fast they go. Uh, the engines that are in them, you can maybe tell the listeners what type of engines in there because. Even on of smaller tracks, they get around and you get into a bigger tracks, they like share and something like that. Or, even I don't think they've ever ran down to Pittsburgh, where if you had a big half mile, those things are extremely quick.
10: Yeah, the Mod Lights are 1,000cc Suzuki engines. Um, they're very short wheelbase and small tires, so they are very twitchy. They're by far the hardest type of car I've driven. I've driven e mods, modifieds, sprint cars. Um, they're um, super, they have. So much horse, horsepower for how little they are—they push it about 200 horsepower, and you know the short wheelbase is—they you got to shift to um, tracks like Sharon are really tough because it's slick, and um, a lot of people spin out, and you got to watch out for them. It's it's a fun class, but um, it's it's definitely just as serious as a, a big class, I would say.
3: Throughout your career racing that particular division. How would you describe yourself, again, like you said, you've raced E-Mods. Some of the cars that are on the smaller tires, it's a lot more difficult because you don't have much that much rubber down on it. It's not like a late model or maybe a big block or, you know, Sprint's got the, obviously the smaller ones, but you still have big tires in the back. But Like you said, car control on those, and the, like you said, the amount of horsepower to weight ratio, and, and, and if you're a little in statute, I mean, I, I, I don't know how some of these guys if you get into this the darn things that they squeeze in somehow. But, you know, they're just amazingly quick.
10: Yeah, the, they're uh, they're very quick. Um, it depends on the, the type of track, too. Like, the there's been times when we've struggled with spinning out and whatnot, and I mean I was in these cars when I was pretty young and we actually put power steering in them for like uh, ATVs and stuff like that like side by sides and that helped a ton I was I mean given I was like 14 when I started in those maybe 13 I couldn't even I couldn't steer the car because it was too hard I wasn't strong enough so um, anything we could do to make it easier to drive is what we would do like we would put the Gears in it to where I would have to shift the lease because I wasn't. I was so young, I wasn't good at timing when I needed the shift. It's just like a four wheeler type thing, but yeah, they're they're very very interesting.
3: So with that all said in mind, what we're going to do, listeners, we're going to take a commercial break here, and we'll be back shortly.
9: Race fans, if you're headed to Learnerville on a Friday night and need to fill your cooler, check out our friends at On Point Beer Distributor at 154 Freeport Road in Butler. They're just a 10-minute ride south on 356 to Lernerville Speedway. If you're headed north on 356, it's only 10 minutes from the Speedway. Racers know that there's nothing nicer than a cold beer after the races. If your cooler is empty on the way to the track, please support this veteran-owned local business. On Point Beer is excited to provide Butler and the surrounding areas with great service and even better beer. Stop by and check out this selection
11: at On Point Beer. 154 Freeport Road in Butler. If you're looking for Saturday night entertainment, look no further than Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, home of Dirt Racing's Monster Half Mile, located in Imperial, Pennsylvania. Whether you're a lifelong race fan or looking for a night of fun for the whole family, PPMS has you covered. Find us on Facebook for information regarding our jam-packed 2022 schedule, which includes the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series, Pittsburgher 100, the Joke George Steel City Classic, the Ed Laboon Memorial, and much, much more. Once again, that's Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way
5: to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24 7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
9: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now, more Rapid On Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
3: listeners we're back from our break and and joining us is vivian jones and we've been chatting with vivian about her early career and her racing and and now we're going to talk a little bit about some things that are going to be happening for 2022 but in the first part of interview we mentioned vivian that you were able to race with your family and not only do you get a chance to race with your brother you get a chance to race with your dad and you know your dad is the one that got you involved in this But, again, for me to see three people racing against each other must be a a long work week during the middle of the week to get all three cars prepared. But, again, from your standpoint, we always say... The race day is the easy part, but be able to spend time with your brother and your dad in the garage, the other five or so days a week, it has to be really special to you.
10: Yeah, we definitely have good days and we have bad days. More good than bad, I would say, but the, the sprint cars, ever since we moved up into those, its it's been so much fun. I, I can't even put into words how much fun we've had as a, as a family, as a crew, and we've added a couple people to our pit crew and stuff like that, and they fit in great, so it's... It, it's, it's fun. Summers are a good time and uh, we make the best of it.
3: I, probably the most nervous person has to be your mom. I mean, it's the, the dynamics, you know, two children and a husband all racing. And, and and I know how competitive you are and I'm sure your brother and your dad are equally as competitive and you're not going to give up each other any slack on the racetrack.
10: She's actually pretty uh, calm about it. She gets excited, but she's seen my dad split sprint cars in half at Sharon Speedway back in 2006. So let's say like, this isn't really new to her. I mean she's obviously concerned but um she she loves the racing and um she knows that we're not gonna give each other that advantage and um she she comes every week and she she's she's good about it.
3: I've seen how competitive you've been with your brothers sometimes and I I know there's no slack there but in the in the smaller cars it's probably a little bit safer but you get into into the sprint cars with the open wheels you don't want to cross wheels do you
10: no no we uh we struggled last year with with Roman's, getting Roman's car out there. So I've actually raced quite a bit without him, and even that, it's just felt weird, you know, not being able to see when they push us up to the track and Roman's not right next to me. It's just kind of odd. So um, I've grown up with it my whole life. It's It doesn't seem right when I'm not racing against him.
3: So obviously, pretty much for your whole life, you've either raced against one or the other. Your dad's raced against you or your brother. But last year... You had an opportunity through the family. Uh, again, that we talk about small cars. Sometimes there are different progressions as to where you, what divisions you want to go to. So you jumped into a sprint car and you jumped into the your familiar number 20 sprint car last year in the 305. And again, like anything else, it's a, it's a learning curve. and You can ask the best of the best. There's no substitute for seat time. And I just was just reading an article we were talking about one of your favorite athletes. is Kyle Larson. And everybody says, well, Why is he so good? Because it's one of these other drivers. Says he works at it almost 365 days a year if he's not driving a dirt late model he's driving a sprint car so all that time whether it's still behind it it quickens for when he gets into an, his NASCAR it makes him that much better and again you're going to be experiencing that year and running some of the different tracks so tell the listeners what tracks that you're going to you know hit and miss for your basically your first full year in the 305.
10: Mostly we're going to be racing at Mercer this year um, we're going to try to follow the Allegheny Sprint Tour with the 305 as much as we can and i um, are going to try some races in the Bears number 32 410 um, that's going to be maybe like six times next year nothing crazy just to Get, get it figured out and get my feet wet with it but yeah we're, we're just gonna try to play it by ear see what we think.
3: You know, while the cars look similar the horsepower difference is just incredibly that much more advanced and again you learning on the 305 should help you but then you jump into that 410 it's gonna be like whoa what happened if you run both in the same night because I always ask drivers that drive two different types of cars which one would you want to drive first and they would probably say well I'd want to probably get the 410 out of the way first because I wouldn't want to go from the 305 into the 4 tank or vice versa because you feel like you're going so slow
10: yeah I, I don't have any experience with this so it be uh it will be definitely new for me I've driven crate modifieds and 305 sprint cars in the same night and those are pretty similar in horsepower but the, even just a different design of the car it, they drive totally differently the modifieds don't stop as quick the sprint cars you got to push them to start It's Um, It's challenging, for sure.
3: It's a a new learning curve. But again, you get to experience it with your family, and I think that's a a big part of what the Jones family's done, and I think that's great, and it's nice that all three of you get to do it. But the other thing we touched on earlier is you're a female in, I don't want to say a male-dominated sport, because that would sound kind of chauvinistic, but it's true. Uh, There's not many females out there. And, you know, how important... is for you Vivian is and I, and I watched you grow up from that you know that little girl in the maturity to you know we're here at the, you know at the mallshire the young girls coming up and looking to you like wow maybe that could be me someday that and it's doable. It's realistic.
10: Yeah, I was. I just try to keep in mind that I was that little girl at one point. I, my dad never discouraged me from racing. He's always encouraged me to race, and he raised me to race like a guy. I would say. I, you know what I'm saying. But, um,
3: tomboy princess.
10: Yes. Yeah. He, um, he didn't cut any slack with me. He, um, he treats me like a son almost when it comes to racing. So, um, I when it comes to kids and stuff fans and everything i try to get as many people involved as we can we try to do stuff for the kids um last year at mercer we gave out some trophies that i had left over to the kids um as far as like being a female racer um it's tough but it's it doesn't define me i don't i rather people say um i like vivian jones she's my favorite driver just because she's a good driver not because she's a female driver you know what i'm saying Vivian
3: jones the racer yes
10: yeah not the not female race yeah racer, right? yeah I, it's, I, I'm just the same as everybody else, and I don't want people to race me any differently because I am a girl. So um, I try to keep that mentality. Like I, I don't put pink on my car because that's not my favorite color. I don't. People ask me like, why isn't your car pink or why isn't it purple? I was like, well, I don't, I don't like pink or purple. So this is this is me. This is who I am, and I'm just like everybody else.
3: Last but least. We know their sponsors involved, Vivian, and they make this sport affordable for so many of us, and let's this is the time to give them a shout-out, and let's tell the listeners who they are.
10: Uh, Jones Performance Products, that's our family business. We make fiberglass truck hoods. Um, That's my main sponsor. We have um, M&D Paving, D&M Excavating, uh, Bath Pro Renovations, Bear Supply, of course, and NXS Motorsports, and that's about it for sponsors.
3: Well, Vivian, it's been nice spending some time with you here at at the Shenango Mall, and I know I'm going to look forward to seeing the number 20 out there in the 32 on occasion, whether it's at Sharon, Tri-City, or at Mercer.
10: Yeah, I can't wait.
3: Again, have a good rest of the evening, and best of luck the rest of the season.
10: Thank you.
7: This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated.
6: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
9: Race fans, if you're headed to Lernerville on a Friday night and need to fill your cooler, check out our friends at On Point Beer Distributor at 154 Freeport Road in Butler. They're just a 10-minute ride south on 356 to Lernerville Speedway. If you're headed north on 356, it's only 10 minutes from the Speedway. Racers know that there's nothing nicer than a cold beer after the races. If your cooler is empty on the way to the track, please support this veteran-owned local business. On Point Beer is excited to provide Butler and the surrounding areas with great service and even better beer. Stop by and check out this selection at On Point Beer. 154 Freeport Road in Butler. And now, back to more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tom Lang. In the last few years, several
2: of the bigger drag strips where the NHR holds national events have closed, and now comes the news that another track has joined that list. What can you tell us about the situation?
12: Uh, Yes, Don, just this week it was announced that Firebird Raceway near Phoenix, Arizona, will be closing next year. By the time of that final race at Phoenix, five racetracks will have dropped off the schedule in six years. Old Bridge Township Raceway Park in Englishtown, New Jersey, closed in 2018. Joliet, Illinois in 2020. And Atlanta Dragway will be closing this year. Houston Raceway Park will hold its final race late this month, And by the end of the 2023 campaign, Phoenix will also be closing. And although it's not an NHRA track, Memphis Raceway Park is also closing this year. Uh, These tracks are closing for a variety of reasons. Uh, Englishtown closed because the owners received the proverbial offer they couldn't refuse. They made a deal that would pay them $5 million per year for 15 years to allow a company to park cars on that property. Uh, anybody who knows how tough the business of operating a racetrack is should be able to understand what a great deal it is to take in $5 bucks just for allowing someone to park cars on your property versus trying to make $5 million operating a track. Uh, that one there's a no-brainer.
2: Well, where, where, what were the cars for? Uh,
12: I believe it was a leasing company that... Uh, buys cars out of the lease company, and then resells them.
2: Oh, and they needed the space.
12: Wow. Yes. And actually, Englishtown had been in a fight for many, many years uh, with people who lived near the track. Because in, this is a familiar story. People start moving into the area, and they build big homes, and they don't like the noise. And uh, Englishtown was under all kind of... Uh, uh, curfews and uh, restrictions. And you actually, I can understand where the homeowners come from. Most of the racers don't live in the community that the racetrack is in. But the people who live there pay taxes and vote for the elected officials. Well, who do you think those elected officials are going to listen to? Right. So it had been an ongoing struggle, and I understand it. But uh, when that deal was proposed, presented to the Knapp family that was something they just couldn't pass up now most of the other track clos- closures follow a sem- similar pattern one that we've seen for many years in the motorsports world the property that the track sits on becomes worth far more than what an owner can make operating a track now the track at phoenix well that one's not just going to become another shopping mall or manufacturing plant going to become a new off-ramp for the freeway to accommodate a development that is being constructed. Uh, As I mentioned, we've seen this happen plenty of times over the years, but I can't recall a time when we lost so many big tracks in such a short span of time. Uh, Honestly, I think it shows the pace of expansion and business development in this country more than it reflects the strength of the business of drag racing. Uh, the car counts at the first three NHRA races of this season were not spectacular by any means, but they did draw enough cars for full fields, and the competition was stellar. The spectator turnout has also been very strong. Uh, the Gator Nationals at Gainesville drew a sellout crowd. So the sport isn't fading, but it is changing. Uh, with so many venues being lost for NHRA, It may be an opportunity to trim the national event schedule back by a few races to help draw some of the lesser-funded teams to run the whole schedule instead of picking and choosing events. Uh, I think the smaller teams would probably like to save on travel expenses, but I'm not sure how the big teams would feel about that. Uh, Just something to ponder. Maybe that old saying about less is more might actually be true in some situations.
2: I understand that one of the more competitive teams in top fuel is getting a new crew chief. Which respected tuner is moving into the new role?
12: Uh, Jim Oberhofer, affectionately known as Jim O, will take over the tuning on the Parts Plus Top Fuel dragster driven by Clay Milliken for the remainder of the 2022 NHRA Camping World Professional Drag Racing Series. Uh, Oberhofer spent 30 years as a crew member, crew chief, and team manager for Kalida Motorsports, working under and alongside the legend himself, Connie Kalitta. In that time, Oberhofer has tallied over 90 national event wins and three NHRA championship titles. As a child, Oberhofer accompanied his father Dave to the track while dad raced a top fuel dragster began his racing career in 1985 at just 18 years old when he turned wrenches on the alcohol funny car of Frank Cook and Chuck Landers. Just three years later, he found himself working on Scott Kalita's nitro funny car to commence a 30-year career with Kalita Motorsports. By 2000, Oberhofer had worked his way up to become co-crew chief on Doug Kalita's top fuel dragster, working aside Connie the Bouncer Hunter Kalita before becoming both the lead crew chief on Scott Kalita's dragster and general manager of operations for Kalita Motorsports. Uh, During his time as general manager, Oberhofer oversaw the expansion of Kalita Motorsports from a one-car team to a powerhouse operating four nitro-fueled machines in an intricate chassis and CNC uh, shop. After numerous highlights in racing, Oberhofer expanded his career to include an author. He wrote a book called "Pop Fuel for Life, Life Lessons from a Crew Chief. And in late 2018, he began franchise agreements with Victory Lane Quick Oil Change to operate three Victory Lane operations. And in early 2020, he was named Business Development Executive at Cogistics Transportation. Now Jim O. is back where he belongs. At the drag strip, tuning a nitro-powered dragster. Clay Milliken's team is already a championship contender, sitting in the top five in points. And they will be in the hunt for the title this year with a guy like Jim O calling the shots.
2: The PDRA is about to start their season with one of their most popular drivers sporting a new sponsor. Who's bringing the new sponsor to the sport?
12: Melanie Salemi. Yeah, she is definitely one of the biggest names in Pro Mod racing, and she'll start her eighth season behind the wheel of a Pro Mod <laughs> with Slice and Ice on the side of her Eddie Whelan-owned G Force race cars, built Mike stowicki powered 2019 Pro Mod Camaro. A slice and Ice is an Italian food trailer phenom based in Brooklyn, New York. The pizza's been a family staple for the family of Melanie's husband, John his brother Jim, and the rest of the Salemi family. Uh, Their father had owned and operated numerous pizza joints throughout the Buffalo area, so this new deal is a perfect fit for a family-run team. Uh, Melanie and Jim operate G-Force race cars, while John is the mastermind behind resolution racing services and provides tuning assistance to a plethora of pro-mod and drag radial teams. Melanie's extremely popular with the fans and drag racing media, and also very successful on the track. The team won the 50th anniversary Snowbird Nationals at Bradenton this past December and took the $50,000 winner's purse home to Buffalo. So before the season even begins, Melanie and her team have had some success in 2022.
2: I love that name, Slice and Ice. That's kind of cool.
12: Yeah, and the the logo looks pretty cool on the side of their car. And uh, like I said, it seems like a natural fit uh, for the sport of drag racing. And Melanie will definitely give that company a lot of exposure. She is a darling of the fans and the media.
2: Well, Tom, as usual, an excellent report. Have we covered everything?
12: Uh, Yes, we have covered everything for this week, Don.
7: I thank you. You have a nice evening.
12: You do the same.
7: This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated. Number one Cochran has created
5: a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery
9: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Fans up next
2: is the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good evening. How are you?
13: I'm doing well, Don. How are you? Oh, just
2: lovely. Um, A couple changes on the schedule, nothing serious. I'd like to talk about that. And then some of your drivers that are down at Bristol.
13: Yeah, yeah, pretty exciting stuff all around, especially since it's April now. Um, you know, I said a few months ago that, you know, racing season is upon us, but uh, not so much in this area, but now in April, we can actually say that, especially with the show, when the when Rapid on Racing switches over from a monthly program to a weekly program, you know it's racing season in Western Pennsylvania, but I digress. Uh, talking about those schedule changes. So the schedule changes that you mentioned um, looks like we're going to be pushing our opening night back. It was originally slated for April 23rd. We've now pushed that back to April 30th. Again, that's going to be on a Saturday night, so as we always have run at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. So Saturday night, April 30th, will be our tentative opening night. That is, of course, tentative because of the weather, and as we've seen over the course of May, we, we just don't know what Mother Nature's going to bring us anymore, so we just got to deal with what uh, what she brings us. But we do also have a test and tune currently slated for Saturday, April 23rd. So I guess the April 23rd date isn't totally thrown away. It's just not going to be a points night. So there would be a nice chance for drivers to come on down and get their cars kind of warmed up and figured out before the opening night and before points start on April 30th. The other uh, thing that I guess we should mention, too, is we had mentioned a couple episodes ago the the circus coming to Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Um, unfortunately, that will not be happening any longer. It looks like the uh, the deal fell out. I'm not sure exactly what happened. I don't know the was res- the behind the scenes stuff, but the circus will not be coming. However, it can be beneficial to our drivers because that Saturday on May fourteenth, that was slated to be an off week because of the circus. It's now going to be a five division action event. So an extra points night for our competitors, which, as we found out last year, uh, it can be pretty beneficial, and it's, it's a tremendous factor when it comes to the championship point standings.
2: I thought the drivers might have had plans to get married or have other functions there, but uh, back racing, so score some points.
13: Yeah, back racing. You know, it, yeah, exactly it. You know, and the nice thing about our point standings too, how they work is, I believe we take w- your lowest finishing night throughout the entire season off of you so if you do have to happen to have a bad finish that night you know you're not at a loss you you just wipe that clean and uh you get to forget all about it however if you have a great night if you find yourself in victory lane all the more better you get uh, those extra points and you can scrub something off elsewhere so an extra night of racing can be beneficial if you did have a vacation planned um Sorry about your luck. You know, I, it's, it's unfortunate. But um, more racing, I think, is, is definitely beneficial. I think the guys in the pits, and the guys and girls in the pits, rather, uh, will find that to be pretty pretty uh, outstanding.
2: How about some of the special events that are coming up this year?
13: Some of the special events? Well, we always have a plethora of them at Dirt's Monster Half Mile. Uh, the first one coming up, I, I, I guess, it's special to us here at Western PA, but it's the Pittsburgh Circle Track Club and Twin State Auto Racing Group night. That's going to be on May 21st. Um, like we have a couple of different things going on. I think it's just actually a five division show of racing and action event. Um, but the weekend after that will actually be our first 410 Sprint Car Race of the season. We have four of them scheduled throughout the year. That'll be on May 28th, the Falcone 410 automo or Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Sprint Series. And they'll be there with our uh, typical racing. Uh, Divisions are five divisions of racing, so six divisions of racing that night. So a little extra bang for your buck. And that's uh, the week before the Ed Memorial. So you'll probably see a couple of extra Pro Stocks making their way over to the racetrack to kind of get geared up and ready for the Ed Memorial on June 4th, which has proven to be one of, if not the most prestigious race on the Penn Ohio Pro Stock Series schedule and um, it's just it's just filled throughout there. We talked in past episodes about the Rush Late Model divisions, the Rush Sportsman Modified divisions, and the Rush Sprint Car divisions that have multiple races throughout the year. But the three Rush Touring Series races throughout the year, uh, I believe that is the um, that is the Bill Hendrick Memorial. The Red Miley Rumble is not a Rush Late Model Touring Series race. However, it is Rush sanctioned. Um, the Duke George Steel City Classic is a Rush Touring Series race as well as the Herb Scott Memorial, not in that order. It's actually in reverse order. But, um, yeah, so those are some big ones. And, of course, at the end of the year, the the biggest event of the year at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100. This will be the 34th annual running of the event, and that is a two-night show. The October 1st show is a standalone Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series race. The night before that is the prelude to the Pittsburgher and the Bill Hendrick Memorial Night Number 1. Um, that's always a fun weekend to look forward to, and it, it, the season all kind of rounds off with the last 410 sprint car race of the season, the Falcone Automotive 410 Outlaw Wink Sprint Car Series, and they'll be joined by our five action divisions as well. So it's a jam-packed season at, at the track, Dawn, and, and I look so forward to it. it. It's always such an exciting year once once April rolls around and once we can kind of get to see that that, uh, that monstrous facility down in Imperial, Pennsylvania, and, and get to enjoy some good, fast-paced, high-action events.
2: How proud are you of your Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway drivers that are at Bristol?
13: Yeah, isn't that something that was pretty cool last year whenever they came out, and a few of them went down, Stephen Shelton being one of them off the top of my mind, and a few others went down, too. I believe Tony White was one of them for the 604 Rush late models. Um, and then Michael Doritsky Jr. also went down, and there may have been one more, and if that's so, I apologize for forgetting. But this year, man, we have quite a few representatives. Chloe Jones, number 76, Hobby Stock. For the um, Priority Equipment Rental Hobby Stock, she's down there. Stephen Sheltman went back down for another year. The McGill clan decided to go down, and I believe it's actually Tony and Frank McGill's parents' wedding anniversary this week. So they're spending it in Bristol watching their kids race uh, at the last Coliseum. So, I mean, no better way to spend your anniversary than doing that. And then also there was one other one, too, um, a Hobby Stock driver. And unfortunately, that mod, that that, or you know what? No, that was actually it because the last person was Derek Quigley, who is the number sixty-five Q. He races in the uh, four-cylinder division at the track. Uh, he's representing our four cylinders down there, so we've got quite a few people down there representing uh, Third Monster Half Mile, and it's really exciting to kind of see. They're actually racing this week as of this recording, so as fans hear this, they'll be able to go back and see what their results were through the week. I know uh, Chloe Jones actually ended up blowing a motor in the third practice session uh, the first night on the track, and, and I, I think the McGill family and uh, most of the people from Pittsburgh actually came together to help put a motor back in that car so rather than just calling it a week and heading home uh you know they say the racing family extends further than just regular family it it, it goes past that and it was proven this week in bristol when the pittsburgh family came together to help chloe jones and her her dad and her crew uh put that car back together put a new engine in in there and, and get back out on the racetrack so a cool story down there on top of that
2: what fascinates me, racers, they'll run the doors off you on the track, but then when you pull in the pits, they'll help you put the doors back on.
13: Yeah, yeah, it's been that way for, for ages, and I'm happy to see that that's one tradition that hasn't necessarily completely gone away in racing. Um, it, it's symbolic. It goes further than and, you know, it's competitors on the track, but friends off the track. And sometimes it's not always that way. I mean, in the heat of the moment, things get a little spirited and that's obviously understandable. But at the end of the day, we always have each other's backs.
2: It's April 4th and people are starting to get pumped up, you and I included. So I'm kind of looking forward to the tracks getting open and uh, getting some good racing.
13: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's not just Pittsburgh. I mean, that's all tracks in Western Pennsylvania. Let's be honest. Um, wherever you go, you know, as long as you're supporting local racing, that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Of course, we want you to come down to Pittsburgh and check out dirt monster half mile and be with us on a Saturday night. You know, it's just, there's something about it, too. I, I live on the uh, the other side of Pittsburgh, too, so not on the airport side where Pittsburgh's located. I live on the opposite side, so i got to cross the Allegheny and the Ohio Rivers to get over to Pittsburgh. And there's something about driving through the city of Pittsburgh and then getting to the racetrack that just – it, it, it kind of gives you that big track feel, you know, where you're going somewhere – special um and that's not to take anything away from the other race tracks around our area it's just it's just something that stands out especially coming home at the end of the night when you come through the fort B- bridge and you see the huge uh city in front of you all lit up and beautiful it's it's just something to see um and and uh, and the cool thing about it, too, is the action that we get to see on the track is way cooler than the Pittsburgh City skyline. So if you haven't been there to check it out, go check it out for yourself at Pittsburgh. And, um, and also, too, uh, Don, the other thing I wanted to talk about as far as the schedule goes, um, obviously, as we've talked about through the past couple of months, the schedule is always tentative, especially in the offseason always keep up to date with our schedule by going to ppms.com our website and keep make make sure too you can follow us on facebook at uh you can search pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and then on twitter at pa motor speedway as well you can keep up with all of our up-to-date schedules and anything that's going on at the track and all of our latest news
2: tyler harris i thank you you have a nice evening
13: Don, it's always a pleasure. It's an honor, and thank you very much, and look forward to, to getting back to the racetrack and getting to see all of our racing family, friends, fans, and uh, everybody back at the racetrack. So I'm looking forward to seeing you all again, and uh, you have a good evening yourself. Thank you very much for your time.
0: Thank you. This portion of today's program is brought to you by Alternative Power Sources.
6: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's
11: Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions. The Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke Jordan, steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed laboo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway
6: A message for all racers, race vans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. And now back to Don Gamble
2: and more rapping on Racing. Joining us now, a very nice fellow, one of Racing's nice guys, Mike Bort. Mike, good evening. How are you? Good, sir. How are you? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, I've always enjoyed watching your race. Now we're going to tell the world a little bit about that, but before we do, when I spoke to you this afternoon, you said you were in school, and I I didn't know what that meant. Would you like to explain that?
14: Yeah, uh, I'm a uh, police officer. I'm an Adams Township police officer, but I am now an SRO at the Moores Area High School. Um, So yes, during the day, that's where I'm at.
2: Now what's SRO stand for?
14: Uh, School Resource Officer. I'm a police officer in the schools, and uh, yeah, that's where I'm at now.
2: Now, getting into your racing, uh, your wife Katie, and you have uh, two children, Jameson and Weston. I understand Weston's new on the scene, five months.
14: Yep. Yeah, he'll uh, he'll be getting to go to the track a little bit. Probably not early in the year, but maybe later he'll uh, he'll be around. But yeah, we had him in October, and he's a happy little guy, smiling all the time.
2: Are you getting any sleep?
14: Yeah, he's. Uh, we just. Put him in the crib uh, last week, and he's only getting up once a night now. So he's he's coming along very nicely with that.
2: And you'll have a future crew member here when he gets a little bit older. Speaking of crew members, I yeah, understand yep. that you spent a good bit of time with Butch Lambert on his crew. How long were you with Butch?
14: Um, so I started actually helping him out when I was nine or ten years old, and then I did it all through high school with him. Um, started out with uh, on the E mod that Charlie Neely owned and then um, with a the stock car, and then once he started getting into the crate lane model, uh, we did that. But I was with him for probably 10 years, and then um, once I went to the police academy, and uh, he kind of uh, slowed down on his racing a little bit, so then I had to uh, transition him by one of my own.
2: I have a question. Years ago, uh, Butch and Joe Kelly and Rob Kosecki all Parked together, and they were always having fun. And I gave them the nickname, the Three Amigos. Were you involved when they were doing that?
14: Yeah, I remember. Uh, I was a young kid at the time, but I remember Challenger and Lernerville. And that was always going on. I think they were actually called the booze brothers or something at that point.
2: <laughs> okay. Well, I know one thing when they were a challenger, nobody got much sleep. <laughs> they made a lot of noise, but <laughs> yeah, Hey, <laughs> uh, not, nah, yeah, uh, there were fun times back then you did all the crew uh, stuff. And you actually, I was uh, really surprised when you told me you've been involved in racing for 20 years.
14: Yeah. So, uh, I'm 32 now. And like I said, I've been helping, I started helping Butch when I was 10 or 11 years old. Um, and we, uh, this is, I believe it's my sixth year driving the car, um, but yeah, I helped switch for a while
2: there. Well, they're good people. They're just really great people. I'm surprised at how his daughter has grown up. Geez, I remember when she was a, a baby, and now she's like a young lady, and she's getting involved in go-karts. Now, when, when he cut back, that's when you decided if uh, you want to stay in racing, you better get a car and drive.
12: Yeah, it's something
14: that I always wanted to do. And then, um, like I said, once I I got out of the uh, police academy and everything and uh, kind of got my life on track and got a house and this and that, and um, finally I built up the finances where I I finally broke down and bought my own car because it's just a habit or something that I always felt like I wanted to do and had to do. And until you get it out of your system, it was just going to keep eating at you.
2: Now, does this car have history, or did you build it?
14: Uh, no, this car here is, uh, I bought this car off of Sylvan Eastler. Um It was Aaron Eathler's car. It's actually my second car. The first car I had was a Randy Hanovic car, um, but both are SS chassis. Um, this one here is a little little newer than the first one we had, and uh, this is my, this will be my third year coming up on the car. Um, it took us a little bit to get to learn it, but uh, I felt like last year we were pretty good.
2: Well, if you got an Eastler SS Chastity, there's nothing better out there in your division.
14: What's the. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on it.
2: (laughs) What's the best part of racing?
14: The best part, um, I I believe it's the the people that uh, that I've met and then um, just the competition. There's. um, I mean, growing up, I was always involved in sports uh, football, baseball, track and field. Um, But the competition, going there on a Friday night to compete and that's something that i've always
2: enjoyed well your racing family is some of the best people in the world and i know over the years i uh, met a lot of people in education and other venues i was involved in but i always considered the racing family the best with your schedule the way it is and, and two young children do you do you have any hobbies do you have any time for hobbies
14: yeah i um yeah i'm a big i'm an avid hunter big into archery uh any kind of hunting that you can possibly do I I try to get into in the in the off season. Um I was able to get a bear this year with a muzzle loader. That was uh a goal that I've had for a long time. Anybody knows that Uh getting a Pennsylvania Black Bear has been a goal for a long time, so we were able to do that this year. But uh I coach and I trade baseball. I always I have no, no shortage of hobbies. I'm I'm always busy. against guess my wife wishes, but uh she gives up a uh a lot. I mean, I'm with racing, the hunting thing, and I'm always busy. So we uh, we're always running.
2: You're you're lucky to have an understanding wife. Katie must be the real deal. Did the bear end up as a rug?
14: No, I actually. Uh, I'm waiting on it to come back from the taxidermist. I got a full body mount done.
2: Whoa! It so was
14: it was a, it was a 200 and, uh, 210 pounder too. So it's it should be pretty big.
2: That sounds impressive. Uh, let's talk about maybe favorite moment in racing, your most memorable moment.
14: Um, favorite favorite moment in racing. there was um, there was a uh, night about two years ago where I finished, I went out and I won the heat race, and I beat Joe Kelly, who is somebody that I respect, I've watched him um, for a long time. Uh, so I won the heat race, and he finished second in the heat. And then I started on the pool in the feature, and we led the first eight or ten laps. And then uh, a caution came out, and I got passed by Tyler Dietz and Corey McPherson, but I finished third. Um, And we were just talking about Butch. Uh, Butch Lambert was in John Hartman's car that night, and he finished fourth. So that was pretty cool to get the race with him a little bit and uh, say that I beat him when— I grew up working on his car and everything.
2: Vince, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Mike Bort. How about the uh, most embarrassing moment, something you wish you could just forget about.
14: First couple of years, I mean, we had our hands full. I was involved in. It seemed like more cautions than than anybody. Uh but there was one night where our car was just really loose and uh, I actually spun out under caution. That's one, one night that I will uh <laughs> I will would like to forget. <laughs>
2: How'd you pick your car number?
14: So my, my birthday is August 26th. My football number was 62. I always worked on the 27 car, so 26 is just something that we went with.
2: Sounds like a plan. Now, to do this, you got to have a little bit of financial help. Uh, let's take a minute and thank your sponsor.
14: Yeah, absolutely. Without um, without the people that I have uh, backing our program, it wouldn't be possible, especially with uh, the way the prices are of, with the fuel and tires and everything right now. Um, Route 228 Auto Mall, they're, our, they're one of our biggest sponsors. They came on last year. Um, we have ARG Contracting, uh, Jeff Grice and uh, Jeffrey Grice. They are um, two of my uh, big supporters. Jeffrey's a, a big help on the car, um, but their company, they do uh, general contracting stuff. We have Bestow, Honda North. Danny's friend, who you know, uh, Ed Schaefer. He's been a big supporter of our team for a long time. We have uh, Luciano's uh, Italian Brick Oven, kozminski right Moore's Agway, Marburger Farm Dairy, a couple new ones here, McDonald, Aberly, Mars Farmhouse Cafe, Moore's Beer Distributor and Advanced Auto Parts. And then we have a couple other ones, Alternative Power Sources in uh, Wolco. Wolco, they do metal machine work. David, their one uh, employee and uh, the owner of the company's son, he's a big guy. Uh, crew member he helps out a lot on the car too so we really appreciate them
2: funny uh Ed Schaefer story. We were doing a racing show on KDKA and he was big into hockey and uh, I took him to the races at Pittsburgh and I got uh, someone to let him take their car out. Uh, Doug Foster take his car out for fast laps and he was hooked and he's still friends with Foster. But I told him one time, I said, you know, before you met me, all you did was play street hockey. You didn't have any friends. Now you got all kinds of friends. And when he decided he was going to leave KDKA and open up a pet crematorium I said you plan to eat on a regular basis but he's so successful because right from the get go if somebody needed a an animal taken care of he'd go and pick it up and take care of it and get a nice little urn to put them in and that the word got out real fast and all the veterinarians were calling him and now he's doing quite well hey you mentioned some of the crew uh did did you mention them all
14: now we have um ron weaver he's a he's a buddy he's been with us for uh four or five years now um like i said jeffrey grace he's been uh he started working on my car when he was 12 13 years old like when I was young, when I started on Butch's car, but um, he's come along very nicely. He's uh, 21 years old now. He, uh, he's uh, learned a lot, and he's he's pretty reliable. Like I said, we have David from Walco. We have another younger guy named Logan. He's uh, he's coming along nice, and then we have another guy named Mike. He's a big help also. You're going to thank the thank wife.
2: Okay, all right. Mike, we're coming up on a commercial break. Do you have any closing thoughts?
14: Nope, I just want to Say thank you to uh, once again to my wife and uh, for everything that she puts up with and does with uh, the uh, hectic schedule. And I also want to say thanks to the crew and the sponsors again. We could not do it without any of them. A
2: racer's wife is a very special person, and it sounds like you got a wonderful one. So for you and Katie and Jameson and Weston, I hope 2022 is an excellent year for Race Team 26.
0: Thank you, sir. Thanks for having us on. This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources.
6: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown
7: Speedway Complex. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the Greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, Call 412 922 8988.
5: Hey, this is Joey Logano, and you're listening to Rapping on Racing.
12: Sikowski, he's done it all. He's promoted the sport, including PR, media relations, ad copy creations, programs, announcing radio, all of it. And this year, he will announce over 100
15: motorsports events. Mike, tell us about Dave Grogovic.
16: Thank you. I'm honored to be here this evening. Uh, A few details before I get to what I think is truly important about the Russ Moyer Award recipient this year. Uh, Dave Dragovich, a native of Johnstown, Pennsylvania, attended his first stock car race in 1958. He became immediately hooked, became a fan, a crew member, and later a competitor. In the 1990s, he competed in the street stock and pure stock divisions at the Motor Drum Speedway and the Jennerstown Speedway. He began his career in journalism in 1989 with a monthly column for RPM Racing News. He continued on to write for RPM Magazine, Tri-State Auto Racing News, and contributed to the Souvenir Speedway programs in the region as well. He has been a guest reporter and co-host on three different radio shows, where he earned the nickname the Pundit of the Pavement. In our area, the dirt tracks like Lernerville Speedway and Sharon Speedway were grabbing all of the highlights and headlines, and Dave made it his cause to champion the asphalt and pavement racing, which was new to the region at that point, and did a great job of bringing all the news to the fans. As a graduate of St. Vincent College, today you can read Dave's column weekly in the Area Auto Racing News publication. That's all the stuff on the paper here, but I want to talk to you about the important stuff. Think about how many people in motorsports say that they have the desire to document and preserve history. And now think about, of those people, how many of them have the work ethic and time management to actually execute a task like that? Dave doesn't. There's a lot of people in our sport that have the passion that say that they want to promote our sport to people by telling the story of short track auto racing, but many of the people that say that lack the skill set and the training to really deal with the media outside of the sport of auto racing. And Dave has done that as a writer for his hometown newspaper. The man coming to the podium right now has been able to combine passion with work ethic. He's been able to combine desire with skill set. And that's what I think is most important. The reason that I'm so happy to be here tonight is because Dave has only lived in this part of the country for a handful of years. And I had the opportunity to work with Dave on two different radio stations for over 10 years. And I've been a consumer of his work for a quarter of a century. So the reason I'm so happy to be here tonight One, i love an excuse to spend some time with Dave and his lovely wife, Beth, but more importantly, I'm happy to be here because as a 25-year witness to his work, I can testify from this podium, to those of you who've just gotten to know him recently, that the Living Legends of Auto Racing Club, the board members, the nominating committee, and those who vote for these awards have made a choice that would make Russ Moyer very, very proud. And now I'm very proud to bring to the stage this year's award recipient, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Dave Dragovich. Congratulations, Dave. The Living Legends of Auto Racing Incorporated presents this Russ Moyer Media Award to Dave Dragovich on February 12, 2020.
15: Like, thank you for the kind words. This is really, really awesome. Uh, uh, we go back a long ways. And uh, I have a lot of people thank Probably have to use these cheaters. I paid a buck for them at the dollar store. And, uh, they work pretty good. Thank my wife, Beth, for all her love and support. The Living Legends of Auto Racing and uh, Area Auto Racing News. And I'm uh, just so honored and uh, humbled to be here. And, uh, I want to thank Bob, and like Johnny Sauter says, every time he wins a truck race, I'd like to thank the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Blessed Mother. And when I was a kid, uh, well, I'm a kid, way back when, uh, I played in a band. But the only trouble was, was Saturday night. Saturday night was race night at Jennerstown Speedway. And when I was playing music, I could not concentrate. All I thought about was Jennerstown Speedway. That's where I wanted to be. But who won? What happened? Who wrecked, Whatever. So I made a decision uh, after a couple years. I gave up those smoky nightclubs and, and bars uh, for the dirt the dust at General the Speedway. And uh, that, that was my dec- best decision I ever made in my life. And then I uh, went to uh, Pittsburgh, got a job, and I discovered Heidelberg Raceway, an asphalt track. It was there I made a driver, I met a driver named Joe I became a fan right away. And Joe became a big winner, had a lot of fans. Like I said, became a fan. And uh, Joe's now a legend uh, in Pittsburgh Racing. And uh, he's actually a rock star. We dedicated a plaque. We spent 40 people. People find out Joe was coming. We had over 500. people. Joe's here tonight. And Joe, uh, just wanted to say, you, when you raced NASCAR, your whole career in a nutshell, right. you made Pittsburgh proud. And I just wanted to thank you for all the memories, but most of all, thank you for your friendship. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. trouble one night to work reading this magazine, the U.S. Film Corporation where I used to work in, uh, in the computer center. And uh, the boss came back and said, hey, don't you think, it's time to get back to work? What are you doing? I'm reading this magazine. You grabbed the magazine. And uh, looked at it and he said, uh, hey guys, come over here, and look at this. Check this out. All the guys looked at, it, wow, you know. Now, I don't know what you folks would think. It's probably something like Playboy or something But it wasn't, far from it. It was a copy of Thick Burger's car Racing Magazine. And I can't
12: believe on the
15: same stage fifty years later. And uh, so I gave up all that just to, to go uh, to go racing, and uh, so Joe became a legend. And then I I, I to write for Don Gamble he called me one time and said, uh, Dave, I'm looking, I'm looking for somebody to manage our Speedway, and uh, be on my radio show. Thought about it, he said, I want you to be the guy. I accepted. Him. 31 years later, I thank Don Gamble uh, to this day. Then. I wanted to become a driver so I could see exactly what went wrong out there in the track. And uh thought you right write about it. And uh, it didn't turn out too good at first. I was so bad on the track, people call me uh, Dangerous Dave, Dangerous Dave Dragovich. Matter of fact, I had one guy scream at me. He said, Dragovich, Dragovich, you ain't next week. I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get you. And I said, bring it on. I said, I'll be waiting for you. But you know what, 15 minutes later, we were having a beer again. It's just the way it was. So as a writer, I get to write about this stuff. I get to learn the time, the energy, the money. It's exactly like drivers go through, the hard work, the joy, the sorrow. the good times too. I wrote off the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, but the main focus was, uh, all, all these years, all these 31 years, was to give the tracks, the drivers, and the racing teams the respect and the recognition that they deserve. I uh, love to write about the underdogs. I love you, drivers who, uh, makes my day when somebody comes up to me and, and says, Dave, thank you for writing about me. Nobody's ever done that before. And uh, that makes my day. So really, in some conclusion, uh, I really appreciate this award, so grateful and humble. But it's not all about me. Uh, it's about everybody who encouraged me it's about all the drivers who, t- who took the time to talk to me. Uh, it's about everybody who read my call. And actually, folks, it's about you. Because racing people, are the, the greatest people in the world, I'm so happy to be a part of this racing family. This is one of the happiest days of my life, a day I will never forget. Thank you very much and God bless
7: This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
6: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, PowerTech, and Asco. The experienced Salesforce has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
9: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC-JWCA are unaffiliated entities. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rappin' on Racing.
2: All right, fans, joining us now is Evan Nybert, the driver of Charger Number 7. Evan, good evening. How are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm good. Now, you're moving up. You spent a lot of years, about seven years in the Fast Fours, moving up to the Chargers, which uh, is a good plan. And I saw a picture of the car, beautiful car, number seven. And I understand that uh, it's a former Dale Kimberley car, so you got a good car. When did you buy the car? Uh,
1: we bought it last year, um, right before the season started.
2: Mm-hmm. And uh, did you run it all, all last year?
1: Yeah, I, I tried to run as much as I could. I had some issues. We were able to run, you know, most of the year last year.
2: Good. Well, hey, experience comes with seat time and as you get that, you'll just be better and better. Well, when you were running in the fours, what was the best part of that? What did you like the best?
1: Well, I, you know, I had a good uh good guys I ran with, you know, I had the, the chance to run side-by-side side with Andrew Plew for a while, and unfortunately he's not with us. And then uh, same thing with Jeffrey Vassus. You know, I was fortunate enough to be able to race side-by-side side with him for a while, and unfortunately he's not with us either. And it's uh, sad to see these guys go, but, you know, I was fortunate to you know be able to run side-by-side with them every week.
16: That's
2: one of the nice things in racing. Other than losing these two fellas, uh, what's what's the toughest part of racing, other than maybe the cost? Is there something else that you'd like to be able to resolve?
1: Um, yeah, the, the sponsorship side of it, I I think, you know, not quite there. I think a lot of these small businesses don't really understand it. They don't think about it or as a uh, opportunity and it's difficult getting the sponsorship
2: where do you live
1: i just bought a house in hooversville
2: now that would lead to my next question do you have any hobbies because uh the last interview i did the the fellow was a hunter and he got a bear he got a black bear
1: oh i uh i was gonna do some fishing this year some trout fishing
2: what uh what was the reason for you to get involved in racing
1: i don't know we just me and my brother we just like cars like driving fast like doing uh figure eight like watching derbies and we heard this track was opening back up and oh we just kind of knew that's what we wanted to do that's it right there
2: did you ever work on anyone else's car or pit crew or anything before before you got into fast force
1: um no i'm not a mechanic we're not mechanics really at all we don't own a garage or nothing anytime i need anything done you know casey is. Is the guy I go to. Uh, we had problems with our four cylinder before; it wouldn't, it wouldn't start. And I missed like two weeks of racing, and I just put on Facebook, like, "Somebody please help me," because, you know, I'm missing the whole season. I can't, I can't get this car figured out. I can't get it running. And the uh, first person that to comment on that was Casey. He said, "Bring it over, and uh, I'll look at it." So I loaded up right then and there and took it over, and he had it running in like ten minutes. I don't even know what. What well, was wrong with it, but it didn't matter. He he fixed it in like 10 minutes. It's good to go.
2: He's amazing, and he's always helping somebody. I, I interviewed him last year when one of the fellas had, had totaled his car, and he had a shell. It was a four-cylinder. I don't remember who it was. But Casey said, bring that shell over, and I'll have you ready for Saturday night. And he did, and the guy won the feature. Yeah, that was me. Oh, okay. Then you're real familiar with the story. Yeah. Yeah,
1: that's, that's another story. Good one.
2: He's amazing. Yeah. See here, I'm telling. Yeah, I
1: actually, I actually not only won that race, but I ran the fastest lap time I ever ran in the four quarter. Well,
2: having him helping you, it doesn't get any better than that. He's like the Smoky Eunuch. Well, you're probably too young to know who Smoky Eunuch is, but he was one of the best yeah. mechanics in NASCAR, and I think Gacy's the best mechanic up there. One of the best mechanics up there, time Now, you mentioned sponsors. Do you have any?
1: Well, I don't have any lined up for this year. No, I. Do have some from last year and of course you know casey fliegel and toes auto and fliegel's graphic um are always there i had man's choice grocery wilson family holding and 281 screen printing and uh baron trucking
2: that's that sounds like a nice group how about pit crew besides you and your brother anyone else work on the car
1: uh cliff moore he started helping me he's uh He's a mechanic, lead mechanic at uh, LTM Paving, and and he he too went and started working there. We just started talking about racing. He has a long history of racing and working on engines and doing this and that. And he wanted involved, and now he's he's by my side, you know, every week now, and which is great because this older stuff, I don't know. I just learned the four cylinder, you know, I just seven years to learn that, so. Now I'm starting with this older stuff, this carburetor stuff. I don't know nothing about it. I, you know, like I said, I'm not a mechanic. Well, he is, and it's nice to have an older guy like that by my side that knows everything there is to know about it. So it's uh, it's great to have him aboard. And then uh, we have my little brother, Jared. He helps us out all the time. You know, it's nice to have uh, a younger guy carrying tires and fuel and doing whatever he can. He can do a good bit. We have them three guys helping us.
2: Sounds like you are surrounding yourself with some really good people and that 2022 should be a nice season for you. And we're coming up on a commercial break. Is there any closing thoughts?
1: I'd like to thank my fiance Amber Bear, for letting me pursue my dream in a race car and do this every week. I know it takes a lot out of a lot of money and a lot of dedication to do something like this, and I just appreciate her sticking by my side and and uh, cheering me on every every week.
2: You're a lucky man because the women in racing make a lot of sacrifices so you can do this. Well, Evan, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you good luck for the new season.
7: All right, thanks for having me, Don. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway.
6: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stock, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whelen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
0: Come Generous Town Speedway proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing.
1: Stand on in. Come on, y'all. Stand on in.